Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky Howard rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back, fight fans, to the big fight preview for Virgil Ortiz Jr. and Michael McKinson. What a huge underdog Michael McKinson is going in to fight for the WBO International Welterweight title this coming weekend. Johnston is here, as always, to break down this big fight and look forward to seeing whether this underdog in Michael McKinson can overcome this rising star in Virgil Ortiz Jr., uh, David Avenincian, he's also fighting this weekend on Saturday night also against Oscari Metz, defending the EBU European welterweight title. Hamza Shiraz, Jazz Smith, another notable fight for this weekend. But let's go to the main fight then, Johnston. Virgil Ortiz Jr., the rising star, as I've mentioned, and Michael McKinson, the undefeated fighter from the UK, who seemingly every time he becomes an underdog seems to overcome the odds and go on and beat some of these great prospects here from these shores but he's going in there against a guy who seemingly is being lined up to be like the next Sal Canelo Alvarez over in America he's had some fantastic victories over the likes of Samuel Vargas Maurice Hooker I think was probably the biggest one on his resume with him being a former world champion of course Maurice Hooker uh, he's beaten the likes of Brad Solomon and then obviously in his last fight against Kavalowskis which was another great victory for him and the fact that he's knocking a lot of his opponents out as well you know I think that is um Something that I think we need to highlight for this one, that Michael McKinson's going in there with a guy who's got a 100% KO ratio. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a bit special, Ortiz Jr. for me. He really is. And um, I mean, the uh, Kavalowskis um, fight, um, if I pronounce that right, um, I enjoyed that one because actually I think for the first time that was Ortiz got a little bit 
hurt in that one. Um, and he, he managed to show a different side to him, which I think he learned from the hooker fight. So he, he's making adjustments as well. Um, but Ortiz is, is, I think he's just a special guy. I think he's a, he's a guy that will be a world champion undoubtedly very soon. He's on the rise in the WBO rankings, targeting Terence Crawford. Hence why I think he's probably taking on Michael Mackinson, who is also a Southpaw. Um, and I think that could be him preparing for the big one. But all in all, a major on underdog, Michael Mackinson. Um, I don't know, can he do it? I'm not so sure, mate. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way, to be honest with you, Johnston. I think when you compare the two resumes straight away, I think you see the, the fights that Virgil Ortiz has been in and he stepped up to them levels. And he's, he's he's at world level. For me, he's at world level already now. Yes. He's ready for a world title shot. It's as simple as that for me. And it, it seemingly looks like it could be Crawford, as you rightly point out. And this would be perfect preparation. If you are in Virgil Ortiz's team, you're looking at Michael McKinson as somebody who's not really that well-known in America, if, if known at all. And that's no disrespect to McKinson. I don't think many people in the UK really give him any credit, to be honest with you. I think we've seen him get that really good win against Chris Congo. And again, I think people thought his back was against the wall and people felt he wasn't going to win that one. And then he came in and did the, 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 the matchroom show at uh, HQ against Ronowski uh, last August. And I think, again, you know, he just made it look very easy. He made it look... Pretty straightforward against Congo, and then previous to that against Martin Harkin. I don't think we've seen the best of McKinson yet, but I don't know whether we're going to get to see it against Ortiz Jr. I think that's the that's the problem here. He's like McKinson is a fighter who I think is he's stepping up and he's took this opportunity and it's a great opportunity for him. And I think win, lose or draw, this no matter what will rise his stock either way. Whether he wins it, whether he loses it, he will come away with his stock risen because. If he puts on at least half of what we've seen of him, then the American fans are going to look at him and go, actually, you know, this guy is a decent fighter. But then I suppose if Virgil Ortiz Jr. blows him away and knocks him out and stops him like he's done every other opponent he's been in the ring with, then they're just going to look at Michael McKinson and they'll probably, and it sounds sad to say this, they'll probably just say he's a tomato can. And that'll be that the American expression of yeah, he's just another tomato can. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, th I think he's that is the generalisation of this. I mean, uh, Michael McKinson, he look, he's a good boxer. Uh, I think um, that's the one thing I will say, and I've enjoyed seeing. It. I mean, the, the Chris Congo fight. I thought Chris Congo was going to win. That. I had him down as a as a winner that night, and and he he, he fought really well, McKinson. That was when he really impressed me. Um, but you know, when you look at levels here, I mean, people talk about levels a lot, and um, I, t I try not to do it, but um, you're talking about just a very good boxer, a good boxer in McKinson. Um, it not quite even a very good boxer, but he. There are things there. There's aspects of his in his performances that just favour Ortiz Junior. I mean, the fact of the matter is as well. The biggest problem for me with McKinson is he's only knocked out two of his opponents. He will look to use his awkward stance and he will try to outbox a fight, which I've seen him do. Trouble is, they're not at the level of Ortiz. And if you want, if, if anyone's going to beat Ortiz Jr., it's going to be by being a very good boxer, but you're going to need a bit of power. You need a bit of pop. If he's walking towards you and you're unable to get him off of you, how on earth are you supposed to win this fight? You can't run for 12 rounds. He will eventually find you and you will tire and he'll eventually get you out of there. 
I think that is the major problem for me. McKinson just doesn't have enough power. He may have the boxing skills for the early stage of this fight, but I think that's all you're going to see. And it, it will just look like another tomato game. But saying that, McKinson, on as from my perspective, and I'm sure from yours, he's a very good fighter, and he he can. I'm not, I don't think he'd ever win a world title. I, that's just my honest opinion. I think he's in, in this division. It's just too tough for him. But he could go on to win like a European at some point. But this is just a learning curve for him. If he gets through this, this will be the biggest shock in boxing for a very long time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think this is this is why he's such an underdog. You know, people look at Ortiz and you say this is a guy with a hundred percent. KO ratio, he's knocked out 18 opponents out of 18 fights, he's getting the same sort of hype as what Mike Tyson did in the 80s, you know, and he was knocking out all his opponents, and then yeah. when 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 he went the distance for the first time it was quite a shock, because people started to work out his style a little bit, and they could they could counteract it, and that's why fighters started to go 12 rounds with Tyson as time went on, and then subsequently Buster Douglas goes and beats him in 1990 I'm not saying this this is going to be the same pattern for Ortiz Jr, but you look at that and you think, well Ortiz Jr has got all the markings of a future a future Hall of Famer straight away yeah, he's not won a world title yet, yeah he could come up short if he fights Terence Crawford but we just don't know, these are questions that are not going to be answered until after this fight until the next couple of years going forward but from what I've seen of Ortiz so far, he reminds me very much of what Canelo was like earlier on in his career, in the sense that he's just, they're lining them up for him and he's just knocking them down and he's knocking them down for fun as well and he's done this in 18 fights, he's beat a former world champion, a champion that wasn't a champion too long ago in Maurice Hooker and dispatched of him in, in fashion as well and then the Kavalowskis fight, he had the adversity as you mentioned earlier in that and he overcame that fight. Samuel Vargas, again, a decent name to be beaten. Brad Solomon, a decent name to be beaten. Antonio Orzarco, another good name to be... I mean, these are good names in America. If you, if, if you follow the American boxing scene, then you'll know that a few of these names on this list are well-known in America and have had some great fights themselves or have been in with, with champions themselves. So he has got the experience over McKinson in my eyes and he's got the higher-level experience and I think this is going to play a factor. The fact that he's stopping all of his opponents is another big factor because that shows he has got the punch power and he's able to put these opponents away and he's a great finisher. It does kind of sound like we're giving McKinson no chance in hell of winning this fight and it's hard to make a case for McKinson because I think you've rightly said it, Johnston. He's only had two knockouts, two stoppages in, in his 21-fight career. That Straight away, you look at it and you go, he hasn't got the power to keep his opponents off. Yeah, he's got the skill... He's able to evade shots, he's able to shoulder roll shots, he's able to move out of the way. But, like you said, Ortiz is going to catch up with him at some point of this fight. And when he lands, which he, he's going to land at some point, that's when we're going to know. And that's when we're going to get our questions answered about McKinson. Is he is he going to be really overmatched in this fight? Or is he a lot better than what we are giving him credit for? And this is what Saturday night, early hours of Sunday morning is going to tell us. In terms of how, how he beats Ortiz Jr., I mean, he would literally have to be on his bike for the duration of the fight, and that's I'm not exaggerating. He will. He'll have to be on his bike for the duration of the fight, lateral movement, using them angles. Even if them shots are not hard shots that are hurting Ortiz, if they are scoring shots, then maybe he could go in there and put a masterclass on. 
I mean, we've seen it with Chocolito Gonzalez against Martinez. He put a masterclass on against Martinez. Could the same happen here? I'm not so sure. I think Ortiz is going to cut that ring off. And I think Ortiz is going to it's going to hurt McKinson. And I think once McKinson gets a taste of it, I think he's going to be on his bike even more. And I think we're going to see uh, a, a mid to late stoppage. And that's my prediction. Ortiz stops McKinson probably between rounds five and eight. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I, it's very difficult. When when someone hasn't got the pop to put someone on the back foot, it's very tricky to find a, a way at all. Um, he's very slippery. He's going to be very awkward. Um, he could frustrate Ortiz, um, which could then play in Ortiz's favour, it, it, into McKinson's favour, where he might start labouring a little bit. But I just think as soon as he starts feeling McKinson's power, I think he's just going to think I'm going to I'm going to just walk through this kid and then I'm going to take you I'm going to take you out. Um, I mean, the one thing is 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 Ortiz Junior going to overlook him and think um, this is a walk in the park? Hasn't trained properly. I mean, he's changed his trainer, hasn't he? He's left uh, Robert Garcia and he's now with Manny Robles. Um, I don't think there's much of a difference there. I don't, you know, who knows whether there's, they're going to bring something different to Ortiz's artillery uh, I think if anything he's going to be more ruthless and he, he probably will find another way of getting rid of another fire um, that I, I, I can't see there being any way in any how that McKinson wins this fight unless Ortiz has completely overlooked him maybe he misses the weight maybe he hasn't prepared himself properly um, that's the only way it's always it's the stuff outside of the ring and the mentality of Ortiz Jr. that will lose himself the fight. And I'm not discrediting McKinson at all. I just can't see him doing anything, really. I can see him being there early. I can see that. I can see about three to four rounds where, like you you said it, McKinson's stock will probably rise from this fight because he will be in there a bit longer than probably the Americans anticipate. I think most Americans anticipate Ortiz to go in there and just literally demolish him in a, in the first round. I don't think he's going to be like that. It could happen. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think McKinson's clever enough where he can keep away and be tricky for, for as you say, the beginning to the middle of the fight. And then from that, that middle of the fight, I just think Ortiz is going to find a way. He'll put him down and eventually get rid of him or he just the referee will have to stop it. And I think the same. I reckon anything from sort of five to eight, something like that, uh, for, for, for Virgil Ortiz Jr. And then I would say that McKinson... Because of this fight, I mean, you could even see him in, in the ring with Conor Ben at some point. Interesting, an interesting fight. And, and it leads on to a conversation that we'll uh, be having shortly about Avenintian's fight and, and, and obviously him defending that European title. That ties in nicely with that. But before we do get into that particular card, the Frank Warren card, uh, Saturday in Dubai, there's a there's a really random card on by Pro Abellum. So Pro Abellum are, are this new... Uh, promotional company that, that are being headed up by Richard Schaefer, the former Golden Boy executive with Oscar de la Hoya. And Sonny Edwards defends his IBF flyweight title in Dubai against Mohamed Wasim on this card. TJ Doheny is on this card. Peter McGrail has his third professional fight on this card. And one of the most under the radar fights on this particular card, and it's really strange, it's a really strange random fight. Regis Pagrai and Tyrone McKenna in the super lightweight division is on this card. What's happening with Regis Pagrai? This is the same Regis Pagrai that gives Josh Taylor a really close fight. What, two, three years ago? And now he's fighting Tyrone McKenna. I mean, with all due respect, Regis Pagrai is, for me, still should be fighting, you know, world contenders, world champions, 
why is he fighting McKenna on this card in Dubai? It doesn't really make sense to me. McKenna's got a huge opportunity to to, to really put a massive chink in the career of Regis Pagrai here. But I only see this going one way and I only see Pagrai winning this winning this fight and, and actually stopping McKenna. But they've got that card on Saturday night in Dubai. That's going to be another one to follow. There's a lot of boxing on this weekend. It leads us nicely back into the Frank Warren card at the Wembley Arena, headlined by David Avenincian versus Oscar Metz defending the European title, the EBU European title. Now, Avenincian's a fighter who we've championed getting this world title shot. We believe he deserves it. We believe he's he's, he's had his time building his way back up, beating the likes of Josh Kelly, and he even beat Liam Taylor in his last fight. So, so, for me, you know, this is the time where Avenincian should be getting a world title shot, but he's defending that EBU title against an undefeated fighter with 15 wins and 5 KOs in his record in Oscari Metz. Now, Oscari Metz, I don't really know too much about him. All I know about him is that he's he's not really fought anybody of note, and he's, he's hardly fought outside of his native country of Finland. You know, he's fought outside there once. I think, in, I think it's Slovakia he's fought twice in. He's never fought really outside of of Europe, Do you know. He's never he's never travelled around. He's never had big names on his records. So that to me just sort of leads me to believe that Avenentian, knowing what I know about him and knowing what he's done for his career, will will make light work of of, of Ascari Metz. I mean, we might be very surprised. We have seen this happen before. Now I say this, and Metz might come in there and blast him out. But <laughs> judging judging on what he's done in his career so far, I can't see that happening. I can see Avenincian getting a good win here and calling out world champions, calling out for the big fights because he deserves them. He's ready for them. Remember, he's the one that dethroned the unbeatable Kerman Lajaraga. He's the one that did that. And not just beat him once, he beat him twice. And now... He's now fighting Oscar Metz when really he should be pushing in line for a, for a world title shot for me. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, this Metz fight, because as you say, I don't know much about him. He's fought a lot of the time uh, in Finland, once in Poland, twice in uh, Slovakia. But um, I mean, he hasn't gone, he's not gone beyond eight rounds, the guy. He's never got in. That's that'd be completely new territory for him, even if if he manages to get that far against David Avienzian, who we have absolutely with champion because he's a he's a he's a he's a great fire. You just know what you're going to get with him, um, and when we see it with Josh Kelly, he's come forward attitude, and uh, I mean the, the Lejeraga fights. I mean he, he knocks him out in nine and then destroys him in a round the next time around. He just makes it, it, it even more convincing. He's just, he's a good fighter. I've liked him for, for a long time and um, he's made adjustments. He's hes strong. Um, the Russians are, tend to be. I just assume he will get through Mets quite comfortably and he needs to, you know, I, I don't know whether it, because I know he resides here, but he's Russian and I do, there's a lot of talk about Russian in, in general. Uh, obviously, Russia, obviously, top of the news agenda in every flipping newsreel. Um, and whether that could actually uh, stop him from getting a world title fight as well. I remember I did see something recently about um, Bivol and Canelo uh, and, and maybe that potentially not going on uh, because obviously he's Russian. So, so yeah, I do wonder if Avienzian may have trouble uh, getting a world title fight because of these sort of sanctions that are happening. Um, but I still think that, you know, he's a guy that deserves it. He's been around, he, he's done more than enough. And he's up to up, what, you know, he's in the top 10 in most um, organisations. So I expect him to come through this and then, as you say, push on for that world title fight. 
So also on this card then, Hamza Sheraz versus Jez Smith. That's happening. Big opportunity for Jez Smith. Hamza Sheraz back in the ring after that Bradley Skeet fight. And then you've got Mark Chamberlain, Jeff Afore, Sam Noakes, Vincenzo Finelio. And then you've got Louis Lynn and James Beach Jr. That was supposed to be happening. It's actually been cancelled. I've seen that on Louis Lynn's Facebook and James Beach Jr.'s Facebook pages. Uh, Dennis McCann is also on this card. 11-0 against Charles Tondo. Uh, and then you've got the... Fights with Khalid Ali, Sonny Ali, Royston Barney-Smith making his debut, Henry Turner 6-0. And that sums up that particular card. The main fight, of course, being the Avenincian fight, which I am going to be tuning into because I do want to see what happens next for him. And it leads back onto that conversation of the welterweight division and guys like McKinson who we think is going to come out with a loss against Ortiz and you know like the likes of Conor Ben who is now confirmed to be fighting Chris Van Heerden. So... This fight that's been talked about previously is Conor Ben and Avenincian. If both of these come through their fights, is it a step down for Avenincian to fight Conor Ben or not? I think it is. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, there needs to be challenging bigger names than that. Um, that's just my honest opinion. Yeah, I, I think Conor Ben is great uh, for, for Avenincian. I think he, he deserves, as I say i just i do wonder whether there's going to be problems with him finding uh, a world title fight um because of his russian because he's from russia i know he resides over in england but he's uh obviously he's russian i do wonder if that could be a problem seriously i do think that might be a hindrance but yeah he should be targeting like the if you're going to go for a, a young fighter then he should be looking at like a mikey garcia or a ortiz jr i think he's that's where he should be going next if he wants to if he can't get that title shot um go against one even uh Jaran uh, on this. Let's this this push these young kids, and I think Avienzian is a perfect name for one of those guys. If they want to then move on to that title shot, David Avienzian would be the name. I think that's what he should be targeting, not Conor Ben. Interesting, interesting take on it. And obviously, Conor Ben, like I said, got a fight with Van Heerden. People criticising that fight, but not really understanding how boxing works. And I think for me, now that's been formally announced, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the show. But for me, it's a case of, you know, he needs to be stepped up in levels. Chris Van Heerden is another step up in levels for me. You know, he's been fighting guys that are at the back end of the careers, that have got good names, that have been in with champions or fought for world titles, etc. Chris Van Heerden, yeah, he's been out of the ring about 18 months. That's the first thing you say when you look at the fight. He's like, well, his inactivity is going to be the downside to this fight. Conor Ben's going to go in there and blast him out. And that might possibly be the case, but I do feel like it's a good step up for him. And I think once... He gets through that fight. Should he come through that unscathed and should he win that fight? That's when I'll be seriously sort of saying, look, now you need to look at the bigger names now. Now you need to be looking at the next level up. Is he ready for it? If he's blowing these guys away like he has been doing, then that may be the time to do that. And we'll get to see what happens over the course of the coming months after the Avenincian fight because I'm interested to see what he says after it and, and, and how that plays out for him given obviously the political issues in the world and whether that has any effect on him or whether that, if anything, you know, he might be able to get a really good fight off the back of it in America somewhere. We're going to have to wait and see with that one. But our main fight yeah. is obviously Ortiz Jr. and McKinson. And we both think that McKinson is an underdog for a reason. And we think Ortiz Jr. is going to go in there and stop him mid to late. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I just hope that McKinson does put on a great show. And my head says that he loses. My heart would obviously love him to win, of course. But my head categorically says that 
Virgil Ortiz Jr. is a special fighter and that he's going to put on a show, he's going to beat McKinson and he's going to move on to bigger and better fights. Any final words for this big fight preview then, Johnston? Uh, just there's a couple of other fights going on. Um, um, uh, John Joe Carroll is fighting um, as well. In uh, I, I believe that's in uh, Dubai as well. Um, he's on a bill with uh, Oshik Foster. Oshik, if I'm getting that name right. Um, and obviously you've got Edgar Belanga who's in a good fight against Steve Rolls. I expect him to come through. But Steve Rolls obviously um, got knocked out by Golovkin. That's where... Uh, sort of he, he come to emergency in my head but um yeah so and that that is actually happening in new york as well on the top rank uh, bob arum so yeah they're just two other fights just wanted to just bring to people's attention um yeah to keep an eye out for so that's it for the big fight preview we've given our predictions let us know what your predictions are on the comments at btr boxing pod on twitter on facebook on instagram and on the youtube channel also let us know what you think how it's going to end what's going to happen any other thoughts and feelings about some of the fights this weekend are always appreciated and we'll get back to you but that's it fight fans thank you for listening to this big fight preview on virgil ortiz takes on michael mckinson this weekend we'll see you next time Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.